It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rowan, invite a guest from my apartment. We watch any TV show that they choose. We watch it. We talk about it. We talk about a bunch of other crap. Today, I am not in my apartment. I am in the guest's apartment. She's been very welcoming. She already made me dinner, which was, this is the first in the podcast history. Uh, she's a friend. She's hilarious. You might have seen her at the UCB Theater where she's a mainstay, or you might have recently heard her on the Moth podcast. Sure. Um, and that's all I'll say. I won't mention her name, and you'll have to Google those two things separately and try to narrow it down to find out who it is. I'm John Flynn. John Flynn. No, that's my friend Jill Donnelly. Welcome, Jill, to your own apartment. <laughs> Craig, thanks so much for me having me. Yeah. Um, first of all, dinner was great. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. It was a throw together. What would you call the dish? Uh, Moroccan surprise. That's good. The surprise was the almonds. Yeah. I know. It was um, chickpeas. Yeah. Kale. Yeah. Carrots. Right. Raisins. Raisins, almonds, and then little black seeds. That and was rice. part of the rice. That was part of the rice. It was a Trader Joe's kind of medley. Um, delightful. And we'll be having that recipe on the website. <laughs> it's actually already on my uh, food blog uh-huh. that I started in uh, 2010 and haven't revisited since. Oh, okay. It's called Howdy Foodie, and it's all recipes plus limericks. Wow. <laughs> that actually sounds like that definitely exists, and that's a great name for it. Thank you. Howdy Foodie. So that's the end of the episode, and thank you. It feels like I'm doing it right so far. Yeah, you're doing great. Um, You can put your pants back on. Okay. But besides for that, we ate. I just wanted you to see the bruise. Yeah, no, it's big. (laughs) (laughs) So um, thanks so much for having me. Uh, Why don't you say what show we're going to watch and why you decided to watch it? And I want let's also get that dog... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's a dog outside. Um, what show and why? Uh, should we close that window? No. Okay. Um, we're watching Antiques Roadshow. We're going to watch... <laughs> <laughs> this dog is, is, is very loud, but I think we're all right. Guys, welcome to my entire... Oh, my God. How do you now? live here? It's awful. Everything you've said. I know. Because at dinner, you were talking about fire engines, fire yeah, trucks. Yeah, that slept through. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, I'm moving soon. All right. Do you want to give that address out now? I don't have it yet, but I promise, you know what? I'll post it on Howdy Foodie. It'll be That's the first great. one in four years. So check that out. Um, we're watching Antiques Roadshow. Uh, we're going to watch a vintage uh, episode from Rochester, New York, which is my hometown. Mm-hmm. That's in uh, upstate New York. Yep. Cold as a wench's teat. Hello. And uh, we're watching it. I chose it because I love it so much. I feel like it's one. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't care about antiques. Right. um, At all. That's the whole thrust of the show. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But what I like about it is I find it very relaxing to watch. It's Mm -hmm. like only it's almost it's like 98 percent positive things. It's just people having nice experiences. And and probably nice conversations. And yeah, really sweet conversations. It's a bunch of like nervous people. Right. Who are like trying to hide their excitement. Right. (laughs) 
an airplane? <laughs> it's the LA Marathon, ladies and gentlemen. It's not. It was a few days ago. Um, yeah, I just, I just like. I think it's very like heartwarming. There's, um, there's a lot of just like interest in minutia, which I think is really. So it's great. sort of comfort food, is what you're saying a little bit. Yeah, it just makes you feel nice. It makes me feel really nice. I've never watched this show. Oh, I feel like I've probably seen clips, but isn't that weird? This has been on for a long time. Yeah. Um, I just learned just now that this show has been on in England since 1979 yeah. or so, and then started in America only in 1997. But it's a mainstay. I feel like the stereotype is that it's like an old people show. Yeah. Um, but sort of, I mean, I think a lot of cool young people, no, cool younger people that make, you know, medleys for dinner. Um, but that being said, I haven't seen this, but I've seen shows. I'd say the maybe the hipper newer versions like um, American Pickers. Yeah, and I again, I'm also not into antiques, but there's something that's nice about it. Yeah, what is it? I don't it's know like, what it is. Maybe we'll discover it. I think we... part of it is has to be that these are sort of everyday things that could be worth a lot of you know, like there's something exciting about like. There's something exciting about predicting. You making your own predictions is exciting. Right. Yeah. Trying to guess how much things will be worth. Mm -hmm. And then also just, um, yeah, learning about like little nuggets of information, I guess, are nice. Yeah. And like people, I think that like the people themselves are always kind of great. Like they're, they're not people you're used to seeing on TV. Exactly. And that's a great thing. The same with American Pickers. Sometimes they'll go to somebody's house and you're like, I understand why this person's never been on TV. (laughs) But there's something nice about that. Yeah. Like I... On a on an episode a while back of this podcast, I watched um, a show called In Search Of with Joe Randazzo, and we watched an episode. It was like this sort of show hosted by Leonard Nimoy, and, and they... It goes to my temple. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and we discussed in that podcast that he f- has this photo series with nude Hasidic women, I think, or something like that. Something like that. I forget exactly what it was. But in the podcast, we were talking about how in that show is from the 70s and the people that they're talking to were totally not TV ready. And there was something refreshing about that of not like because nowadays every reality show just seems it's totally fake. Everybody, if you put most Americans on camera now, they'd, they'd mimic how they think people on TV should act. You know what I mean? But there's something nice about seeing people that maybe aren't, don't know. Yeah, maybe that, that's why I would prefer this show to some of the like TLC or I don't know what channels those are on, but you know, mm-hmm. the yeah, pickers or. Where, yeah, they're, they're being all hosty and like. And very, they're very produced. Yeah, very this produced. This is like, you'll see, it's very slow. Mm-hmm. It's very underproduced. Like they right. clearly just like set up a few cameras and don't edit the interview. Like, right. There's also this, there's some weird conventions. Like they leave room tone on when they're showing the prices, but they cut off the conversation. It's just like, it's just weird and quirky and. I really love it. Did you, when did you start watching this show? I actually think I, I'd seen it a few times as a kid and, and didn't care about it. But I think when I moved out to Los Angeles and was just trying to film time, just trying, just trying Whoa. to pass some hours. Yeah, uh, no, I think it was, uh, probably in earnest. I started watching it when I got a Roku. Cause right, you can, right. There's only so much Netflix you can watch before you get frustrated, like searching for new. Oh things. God, that's no. You know what I, I mean? It is. I've spent more time looking at stuff on Netflix, like looking for yes. stuff than watching. 
that's what happens. I'll get like just so mad that I can't find something I really want to watch, and I'll like start twenty things, and then I'll be like, ah, just watch. What my now default is when I can't f- find something, I'll watch a sports documentary. You will? Yeah, like because the thirty for thirties, the ESPN, they're great. They're great. So I'm like, I guess I'll just watch this one about whatever her name is. Do you see that one about called the one about uh, NCAA? Like student athletes, like paying student athletes. NCAA. I haven't watched that one yet. No, but I did watch on the dotted. Oh, on the dotted line. That one about no, no, it's a no. different one. I know what one you're talking about. Oh, I okay. Also like sports documentary. Um, I did. This is called Schooled. I think. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. I'll probably watch it tonight. I'm not even kidding. Really? <laughs> yeah, maybe. They text me when you do that. If right? I don't, don't get mad. And if I never watch it, don't hate me. Okay, but text me tonight. Okay, I'll text you either way. But I probably will watch it. But I, if I don't. I won't text you. But if I do, I also won't text you. Try to. Okay. I'll try to remember. But anyway, yeah, and the other annoying thing to me about Netflix, (laughs) the other thing I find annoying is let's say you want to watch a comedy. Right. Right? You go to the comedy genre. I love comedies. Every, yeah. They're fun. They're lighthearted. Some are romantic. Some are a little dark, but they get that essence of life that we just are looking for. And they're always making you laugh. Always making you laugh. And here's the thing. You press on comedies. They say your top choice, like what's popular for you, what's popular on Facebook. They'll say romantic companies, companies, comedies, <laughs> but they'll never say comedy A to Z. Give me comedy A to Z. Yeah. Because you're never going to stumble upon every movie. Like, this should be like a blockbuster. You know what I think it is? It's like, you go to the library, right? Mm -hmm. Like, who doesn't? Right. And there's always that, you know, that section that's like librarian picks. Yes. Or like, books you've never heard of, but you'll love. Or like, new releases or whatever. Right. And like, maybe you'll go there first and you'll be like, oh, yeah, Yeah. Michael Pollan, whatever. But then like, at some point you're like. Michael Pollan? I don't know. Like, yeah, you Who's love Michael. Maybe you love Michael Pollan or something. Who's that? He's a, he writes about like food policy and stuff. Great. Anyway, so then after like five minutes of that, you're like, I don't want to be a slave to your collation. Yes. Ladies, you know, so you want to, you want to browse. And yeah. I feel like Netflix doesn't let you browse. It's all collated it's, lists. Exactly. Netflix. What the fuck are you hiding? We don't know what movies you have. Listen, you, but I'm just supposed to search. Yeah. yeah. Um, dear librarians at Netflix, get off your high horse and let me like really scroll through. It is a problem. I know. And and this is something that should be focused on. I think there's a lot of stuff happening out there, but this should be focused. I don't understand why there's not more written about it. I also don't, I really don't understand. This is serious. Why they don't do that. Please guys. I actually, I don't think it would be that hard because all it would mean is just, like, you go all the way down, right? Like, you go through all their lists, and then at the bottom, you can, like, really... Here's my... What I'm going to guess. Bandwidth. I don't know what that means, but it's probably too much bandwidth. Yeah. Uh, optics. I don't know. I yeah. don't know either. But we have the technology. Um, so, Antiques Roadshow, you've been watching it since you got the Roku. Yeah. Do... Do ago. the episodes sort of blend together, or are there ever standout episodes of the show? I've never watched it. Um, there... I would say there are standouts. Mm-hmm. I can't name them for mm-hmm. you. But but what makes been, a standout episode? I think for me, uh, a standout episode is where someone has a really like raw reaction to finding out their thing is worth a lot of money. Uh-huh. Like sometimes people, most people try to hold it in or they'll say, they'll all say like, oh, I, I 
promised I wouldn't say this, but that's unbelievable or something. But like every once in a while you'll get someone who just like cackles or like right. has like a like really cries and has to sit down. I don't know, just has like a big moment. Yeah. For me, those are amazing. Those are just like you don't get that. Where else do you get that? Like, yeah. Unbridled. Just yeah. yeah. And in the end they have like a feedback booth. Okay. In every episode, which I really love and I'll sometimes rewind and rewatch. Because people try to make little jokes. They'll like try to like think up puns. or You're going to like that. Okay, okay, I love a good pun. Wait, so that's the people that have already been appraised? Yeah, the, uh, who didn't get on the show, but they get to oh. like do like a little bit at the end. Okay. And that, I think, is also very sweet. Sometimes those are really great. You know, here's my question as a novice to this. You bring do does everybody who's featured on the show make is their thing worth money or do they sometimes they'll be like, no, this is a fake. Yeah, sometimes they'll do that. But like that's like two percent of the time. Right. Awesome. The furniture ones are really good because there are these two like blondie twins who always appraise furniture. It's two men, two blonde blonde men. men twins. Yeah. And their names are like Leslie and Aaron or something. It's not Aaron. But God, their lives must be so weird. They're twins. They're on Antiques Roadshow. I bet they have a huge following of some sort. I have sort. no doubt that they do. Can They're I, very charismatic. Do you know their names? Their last it's name? It's Leslie and something. I don't know. It's Leslie and something something. Leslie and something. I just want to see if they have like they definitely a do. Twitter following, but I don't know if that's enough information to look it up. Leslie, twin, and... Teak. While you're doing this, I'm checking my email. Is that okay? Yes, yeah, totally. Shit. This is going to be on. <laughs> um, and are there other personalities on the show that you are attracted to? Le- Lee and Leslie Kino? Yeah. Yes. Okay. See, they both have like girls' names. I feel like their parents were like, we don't know what we're going to have. So let's pick names that can go either way. And did they pass? I mean, Leslie and Les And Lee is spelled. L E I G H. Right. All right. Let's guess. Your guess is how many followers do they have on Twitter? Oh, can you give me? I, see, I don't have a good base. All right. So, like, can you tell me, like, how many followers, like, a normal person, like, someone who doesn't have any fans, like, someone like you, like, how many? Whoa. Um, for instance, me, I have three million followers. <laughs> All right, let's say this. Uh, like, like, somebody like Jaden Smith probably has like six million. Now, somebody yeah. who's your average person who maybe 100, 200, your, your regular Joe, if you're in the comedy community, anywhere from 1,000 to 70,000, you know, and if you're a hotshot, like 150,000. Rob Delaney, or something. Rob Delaney you might have, I don't know, maybe he has a million. I think he has a lot, right? Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to guess that they have, and they're active on Twitter. You can see that already, that they're on They Twitter. have 457 tweets. You didn't, oh, okay, so I get to guess still. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that they have 8,000 followers. They have 1,137. <laughs> but see, I don't think that really indicates their fame. Yeah, exactly. They because I think, I think there are a lot of people who are their fans now, who don't know what Twitter is. Lee Kino also has his own Twitter. Oh breaking off he has 226 tweets how many followers does he have mystic with seven or eight thousand seven thousand one thousand two hundred twenty five and let me give you a uh this is a really hard game look at the detail hashtag antiques roadshow that's one of his tweets 
Suzanne is giving a great lesson on the story of Rookwood Antiques Roadshow. Bigger is better. Hashtag Antiques Roadshow. Why does he have more followers? What amazing ironwork. Brilliant. Antiques Roadshow. (laughs) Pocket watches turn up all day long at the watch table, but this one is very rare. Hashtag Antiques Roadshow. That's going to be the name of my autobiography. Peter's a great poker player. Won the championship two years ago. Hashtag Antiques Roadshow. Noel is a classic himself. Hashtag Antiques Roadshow. Does that mean Noel is really old? Some great lessons from Arlie about how to tell an original Tiffy lamp from a copy. No See, hashtag. That's helpful. That's there are a helpful. lot of there's a lot actually Rookwood, I think, is one of the types yeah. of pottery that gets like copied a lot. Tiffany stuff, like there are a bunch of them that get so it's good to know. It is good to know. Um I will never buy anything valuable that's breakable. Really? Is that a, a thing? Um I've never said that out loud, but I feel like yeah, that's a thing. I for this year spent I'd say uh, the most money I've ever spent on a piece of furniture, and it was an office chair. How much did you? Can you? I forget how much it was, but it was it was. It's one of those like ergonomicy ones. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I need this. You know, this is where I spend a lot of my day, and it's. But bad I, to I not. think that's reasonable. Yeah, like, no. I think spend a lot of money on a bed, spend a lot of money on chairs or whatever okay. you like. Yeah, absolutely. You do it. How much? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm fine. Uh, Yeah, but I don't want to spend anything. I don't want to spend a lot of money on like something decorative like sunglasses. I know a lot of people spend a lot, but I feel like they just break and fall. Uh, Well, I'm prescription sunglasses, so I'm going to get, you know. I'm too, but mine were like 15 bucks. Wow. Um, Can I see them? They're purple. No. And we're about to watch the episode. Anything I should be looking out for? We've already talked a a little bit about it, but I'm a beginner. Anything else I should be like itching to see? I think just really focus on the personal stories. Great. You know what I mean? This is all about individual like narratives and generations. Great. Okay. So let's check out Antiques Roadshow. This one is in Rochester, New York. Vintage. Vintage Rochester, New York. Let's do it. It's a beautiful piece of strange art. <laughs> and um, you said that you had double dated with Frank. A few. A few yes. dates. Yes. So you got to know him a little bit. Yes, I did. Frank Zappa is a cultural icon yes. as a musician and as an artist. And what you brought us is a fabulous piece. When did you say this was? Uh, he painted this when he was in junior college. So it's very early. Yes. It's a premonition of his future. Right. It shows an orchestra and an opera, it looks like, on stage. Right. This is probably the earliest piece of Frank Zappa art or music or anything I've ever seen in 30 years of doing this. It's a very unusual and wonderful piece. He was such a different person, and this represents him. Something a musician did in the art world adds to its value, and it's really hard to put a true value because it's never been seen before. I would say that his signature is very valuable right now. Frank died many years ago of cancer and left a legacy of art and music for us. I would say it's somewhere in the $15,000 to $25,000 range. Wow. All right. We just checked out uh, the Rochester 1998 episode of uh, Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. It was... 53 minutes long it felt like it could have been i don't know it just was a timeless amount of time it could have been 53 minutes or 20 hours 20 hours no it was it felt it did feel long i will it felt you know but i did enjoy it 
It was one of the, I did. Did you? It's you know what it is. It's totally painless. <laughs> it's just it's just like it's it's quaint. It's just it's it, nothing. It's, it's like nothing to like Terry Gross. Yeah. interview someone. Interviewing a cloud. Just like. <laughs> Just like, I thought, you know, it was a different experience for me this time. Now, here's my hope. My hope is that by watching with me, it didn't soil it because I did enjoy it. I mean, you did mock Who everyone's did I mock? body. No, I did not. <laughs> no, you didn't. That's but not we true. did know that there were a lot of characters. Well, here's that the thing. My, it was very funny. It was, I mean, it here's was the thing is experience. it was 1998. Upstate New York. A lot of scrunchies. A lot of scrunchies. A lot of women with white t-shirts with prints on them. Baggy. A lot lot of of short haircuts. A lot of high pants. A lot of very unfortunate facial hair. (laughs) It's not like... I mean, it was fair. But I'm not making fun of the the entire experience. I was totally into it. I guessed, by the way, pretty accurate guesses on all the money. You guys out there may not know this, but Craig has a real eye... For antiques. I, I, I guess you could call it an antique. No one will call it that. Yikes. So basically the format of the show is it's uh, – what was interesting to me was did we see the same appraiser once? There were so many appraisers. I think that the tw- it's hard to tell whether the twins are the same person. Right. But there were, it seemed like there were 100 appraisers. Yeah, there's so many appraisers. Basically the appraisers are at a table and the people will bring their – uh, either junk or treasure from home, uh, antiques, and they'll get it appraised. They'll tell their little story about it. Uh, and then the appraiser will give a very knowledgeable uh, recap of what it is. And they are very knowledgeable. I think that they're doing research. I think that's part of what's going on is they like see the item. They're like, oh, I think this is this thing. And then they go off and they do research and then come back. Now, is that a hypothesis or is that true? I think that's true. I'm takes away guessing, a little bit of the magic, but I'm you know that's that probably that's true. true. That's probably true. I mean, they still have to be able to spot it. Yes, um, they, but they they know it's real. They know it's fake. They know it's interesting about the pieces. Um, and then the other thing, which we I don't think is as common now in the show, but it's a road show, so <laughs> there are just people milling about in the background, sort of waiting for their table. I guess at a road show. You just get your stuff appraised. That's the whole thing? I get, Yeah, I've never been to anything like it. I, I don't, don't have any reference point. Did you ever go to, like, my dad and my brother and I would go to baseball card shows. Did you ever go to, like, uh, anything like akin to that? Like a Broadway musical card show or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, there's not such thing. You went to Broadway shows. I did. But I think... Uh, yeah, I think people. I think people are packed in. I think a lot of people go. Yes. They pay to get in. Yeah. They don't expect to be on TV based on how they're dressed. Right. Yes. Nobody is. Everybody's surprised that they end up on TV <laughs> right. uh, based fully on what they're wearing. And there are a lot of people in the shots who don't know that they're in the shot. And if they did know, they would have turned around so their asses just weren't <laughs> just flat out there because they're <laughs> a couple big butts, nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying. No, no. I'm sure they wouldn't be excited if they knew that 15 years, 20, yeah. 15 years, 16 years later, I'd be looking at their butts. 16 years. Here's the thing, though. The appraisers knew they were going to be on TV. Very interesting choices. And they looked crazy there was yeah. one guy with hitler mustache yeah like one, straight up 
one woman wearing like a triple XL uh, <laughs> tiny uh, Indian woman like uh, trench coat. Yeah, like tan wind, like rain trench coat. Yeah, she's an appraiser. There, uh, oh, that guy with the white suit with the pin, the like aqua pinstripe shirt. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, they look weird. That, but you know what? At the same time, it looked. I recognized that era. Yeah, like it didn't feel like. That was old times that felt like childhood to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it felt like I felt home. You, you know felt home? I felt home. And it literally was your home. Did you I recognize know. anything Rochester specific? Yeah. There were some county names I recognized. Right. York. Yeah. Genesee. Uh-huh. Uh, some towns and things. The accents I thought were really... Do you feel like my accent is coming out after here after... Having watched all of that and had how many glasses of wine? You've had that? 15 glasses of wine. <laughs> You've been chugging. You haven't offered me any. Um, I, you know what? It's funny. It's because the only I'm way from I New York. Relax. I don't know if I can, I'm not good. I don't but it's catch. Not a, it's more of a Midwestern what, accent. Explain what, it, what what I hear. Like a Rochester accent is like, it almost sounds like a Minnesota accent. Like, like we just watched a whole, we just watched like, an well, hour of it. But I don't even <laughs> recognize it. Like what? Like, oh, there, hey, Yeah. Oh, there, hey, yeah. That's dead on. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like, yeah, like bright, bright A's and like, it sounds kind of Minnesotan, like the O's are more. Oh, the O's are more like that. Yeah. Huh? See, Craig, it seems like you get it. Is that really what it is? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I guess I was just so um, entranced by all the other (laughs) aspects of it that. That I. Uh, what was your favorite? So we obviously can't recap everything. I don't remember everything. Well, we they, they they went through how many objects do you think they went through? Twenty. It's hard to say. Yeah. I'd say like tw- at least twenty five. What was your favorite um, uh, piece that we saw? Oh, favorite piece or favorite person? Let's let's go piece first, then person. Okay. My favorite piece was maybe that. Frank Zappa painting. That was really interesting. There was a Frank Zappa painting and there was like an old woman who was like, he was different back in the day. So she had gone to college with Frank Zappa, the experimental musician, the the groundbreaking. Ooh, I don't know why I'm making fun of him. I res- you seemed to res- like him when, when it was on. No, it was cool. It was you cool. So very impressed by it. It was cool because she went to college with him. And when yeah. he left college, ooh, college. Yeah. God. Dorm rooms. Um, she, he had made a painting and she basically just asked for it because they were friends. They went on some double dates. That's what she said. And then um, he died in 93. This was in 98. And it was, I guess, a piece of art that, you know, very unique uh, from an early period of his, obviously. And it ended up being very expensive. And it was interesting looking. It was yeah. like a, a very... Um, I'd say full canvas, a lot going on. That's a great, that's a great description. Yeah. A lot of like devils and things. Yeah. an orchestra. And yeah. That was my favorite piece. How, what was your favorite piece? And that went for about, Ooh, I might've written 20, it down. 20,000 something. It was a I lot. I think it was about 15 to 20,000. Yeah. They give uh, a range. That's let's nice. Let's see if I wrote anything down for that. Cause I think they don't know. Like if it goes, Frank Zappa went from, for 15 to 20, that, that's their estimate. Tw- yeah. 15 to, to 25,000. Yeah, that's pretty that's good. pretty good. And then I think it went up. Now, the cool thing was this was a 98 episode, but it was a re-airing of it. So they also were nice enough to show the current day pricing. Sometimes it went up. Sometimes it went down. Um, sometimes it stayed the same, which we pointed out 
is kind of going down. Because of inflation. Right. Because I'd rather have $15,000 in 98 rather than $15,000 now. We'd miss you, though. You know what I mean? Totally. What was your favorite? My favorite one was the uh, comic strips. Oh, yeah. They that was had, awesome. They had Al Cap, uh, Disney, uh, but it wasn't. It was a Mickey Mouse comic strip, not drawn by Disney, but it had, I think, an autograph by him to somebody, to the mm-hmm. guy he gave it to, Lil Abner. A bunch of comic strips that were old school from the early, I guess, from the 1920s or something. That that was exciting to me. My least favorite was probably the grape lamp. The grape lamp was very ugly. There was a, it was just a lamp with like glass grapes all over it. Oh, and it was like a brown, like a du- sort of like a yeah. light, a light dude, du- like a light duty brown, like a poopy brown, like a poo poo, like a Murphy Brown grape. Whoa, remember Murphy Brown? Ugh. I like that show, right? I do too. Yeah, that was a, a knowing. But here's what's interesting about that show. Think about shows from that era. Name a couple shows. Sybil. Sybil. Okay. Well, the, you're going down. Okay. So, yeah. So, like, the big shows that I feel like are still talked about are Roseanne, Seinfeld, Which was Cheers. my other pitch to you, watching Roseanne. Do you wish we had No, you that? didn't. Yeah. Remember when oh, we first talked about this? I, I, I didn't look at that part of the email. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been talking about I'm... Roseanne recently. I, I, I'd love to. Oh, I, I, I would have loved to have watched that instead. Of, let's, no, erase just, this. let's erase I'm this. I'm kidding. I'm totally no, kidding. No, let's erase this. No, I love this. Oh. But here's the thing I was going to say about Murphy Brown was, yeah. and we'll do another, we'll do a Roseanne like down the line. Four more. We'll do one down the line. But <sighs> I just feel like I fucked this Everybody up. talks about Roseanne, talks about Seinfeld. But Murphy Brown also was sort of groundbreaking, but that's totally swept under the rug. Right? Well, I th- here's my why is theory that? as to why. I don't know if it holds up, but... I don't either. I haven't seen it in a while. Elton, right? Sure, the painter. Not. Yeah. I think that's Miles. because... Miles, right? He, he, I think he was later years. He, he, kind of nerdy. And he, Pee Wee Herman was on it for a while? No, was he in one episode as a typist? Because he'd always have a new... Se- she'd always have a new secretary. I think he was on for a little while. Okay, fine. I think it didn't hold up because even though Candace Bergen's great, yeah. she wasn't the comic genius. Like what was groundbreaking about it was the sort of the political things that happened within it. Like, a, you know, a single woman having a child. Whereas I think Roseanne, Seinfeld, those were groundbreaking because of the comedians behind Comedians them. behind them. Yeah. Uh, that's my theory. I think you, you might think? be right. Yeah. Well, the comedians were the driving force of that show while she probably didn't have as much in the creative. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But that whole, yeah, the whole thing that everyone remembers was that she was a single mom. And I think, did Dan Quayle say something Dan about Quayle it? Dan Quayle did. Yeah, said, uh-uh. You know, this is anti-family. But Shut I think, you know what, today Shut I kind of think, no, good for you, Dan Quayle. Yeah, why? Because at least it shows some consistency of belief. You know what I mean? No. If you really think a family is a mom, a dad, two kids, mm-hmm. and that's the only family you're willing to, like, consider. Right. Then, yeah, you should criticize gays. You should criticize single moms. Right. You should criticize widowed fathers. Yeah. You cri- like so good for you co- for being completely wrong. <laughs> good for you for, like, sticking to your guns on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, like, I don't know, I just I just listened to this interview with Jim DeMint, you know, who, a former senator, and now he's, like, running the Heritage Foundation. Okay. And he, I mean, he feels very strongly against gay marriage because he thinks it's anti-family. Right. But it's like. Ah, fuck you, man. It's actually pretty pro family to let people get married and have kids and, and have, have a loving and have like house. A, yeah. The house loves them. I mean, houses will come to you. Right. You know what I mean? No. 
if you get married near a house, come to you. It'll come to you. Who was your favorite human on the show? Uh, it's just like it's hard to pick. On Antiques Roadshow. It's a little hard for me to pick. This didn't have any like stand up. You know who I liked? I liked that there was like this big guy who I said looked like that eagle from the Muppets. Oh, yeah. He was the guy. What was his item? Uh, I think a violin. Oh, yeah. And he was big and he had big weird lips and he was kind of old. And he looked like he had maybe had, and this isn't an insult, but a, little a, sh- bit of a, stroke. a stroke or something yeah, because something. of the way he was talking a little Some bit. Some sort of uh, neurological event. Yeah. I liked him, though. He seemed, I just like the idea of a big guy with a tiny vinyl, violin. Yeah. And he kind of talked kind of mopey. Yeah, he's sort of a, a mopey son of a gun. Yeah. But I think if I were really to pick, it would be someone in the last. We I made Craig watch a little bit of the feedback booth from a different episode. That, and that is the best part of the show. <laughs> How good is it? Yeah, it's just like a guy being like, oh, there, there are three sisters. And like, our grandma our grandpa gave us this this accordion, and we, we thought, wanted to see how much it was. And it turns out it was only worth And then they look at each other like, one song. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they play the violin. It was just like if you told... Like went up to two random people on the street and be like, "Be be charismatic for camera," and they're just not. It's, it's so good. It's great. It was really great. That really was the highlight. <laughs> that was so fun. Um, I'm trying to think of who my yeah, favorite who is person your favorite was. Person? Um, it's hard because they're all pretty subdued, and a lot of them. And this is going to seem negative, but a lot of them did blend together because <laughs> there are a lot of like older women. Yeah, with short hair, with short hair and high pants. Uh, The woman who brought in a painting of her grandfather's house, Mm -hmm. I liked her a lot because she was like, and I grew up in the same town and just down the street this way. And we would walk up the house this way. Yeah. I liked that part. You like that. Yeah. I like that woman too. She was was nice. She's so psyched to tell you about about it. it. But you know what? No, what is interesting about that is there was pride in where they're from. Great point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that she's been there. Her family, that painting was from the mid, probably 1800s, something like that. So that's a long time. That doesn't happen a lot anymore. Do you know what I feel like this whole conversation is? What's that? I feel like it's some kind of, I feel like you're helping me work out why I like this show a little bit. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, or like, it's something I'm a little, like, I tell people I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's always like. It sounds a little ironic or something, but I don't feel ironic. I, like, so earnestly love it. Right, right, right. But I I feel like there's something... There is something nice about about it. And it's also very American. Like, there's a lot of, like... uh, Yeah, but I also feel, like, like a little ashamed to like it so much. Oh, you should feel ashamed. But I feel like you're helping me work through... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. This is very validating. Yeah, but I... Well, I was saying, I hope that I'm not making it seem negative because it's... It's a good show to enjoy. Thanks, Craig. Yeah, no problem. But I think that is cool that that it's like there's a hometown pride. There's a little bit of that in there. There's a lot of family stuff of like this has been running in the family or like even in that last feedback thing, they're like – uh, there's one woman who's like my my dad uh, like this weird guy owed him some money so he gave me he gave him this, these spurs you know like yeah. there's something like very like folksy old, yeah folksy and like you know there's something cool about that thanks Craig I, Craig it means a lot you're no no problem have you ever collected anything have you ever been a collector I don't give a shit about stuff yeah. that much 
I don't have any, you know, you're in my apartment. Yeah. Well, you have a trumpet. I do have a trumpet, but I just got that. But did you get it used? No. It's new. It's new. It's a new trumpet. Really? New case. Yeah. Now, I was pretty good at appraising what uh-huh. <laughs> the things were on there. Would you let me guess what the trumpet's worth? Yeah, although I will say I don't know even exact value because my mom ended up buying it for me for Hanukkah. Okay. I'm going to guess. Know approximate. You know an approximation? I'm going to look at it. I'm looking at it now. Do you want to hold it? Sure, I'll hold it. There's Why don't you play a couple notes for it, from it and so I can hear the timbre? That's pretty good. So judging from that, and let me look at it. Let me hold it. Let's see the spit feel valve. the weight. Ooh, yeah. This is substantial. Do you want to test the metal? Um, yeah, I'm going to put it in. So I'm <laughs> going to take a pH test of it. I'm going to guess it was about... I mean, this is going to be a broad range, but I'm going to say... I was originally going to say 200 to 300, but now I'm going to say 150 to 300. You're dead on. Dead on. You are... I'm not kidding. You're really good at this. I don't know why. Like, Craig not only guessed the ranges of most of them, but he also guessed, like, whether they went up or down and how much. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I'm really smart. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is, but, you, yeah, there's some – you were pretty close on a bunch of them, too. And it is fun to guess that type of stuff. I think American Pickers has helped me get better at that. Oh, that's a good point. But, but I was wrong on a lot of the Chinese stuff, which I thought would have all gone up, and it didn't. Right. There, well, the, there was one. Let me look at my... I don't know where my Your newts My newts went. Here. Oh, yeah. My newts went, but there was one item that I was super surprised because it went up. There are two that went up a lot. But the violin... Was originally appraised at six to eight thousand dollars in in nineteen ninety eight, and then it, and then it would show you the updated value. It was like thirty five thousand to forty five thousand dollars. How the hell? I don't know. That doesn't make sense. That's wrong. You know what that means? It means that whoever appraised it on the show at that time was just wrong because or the person who appraised it now or there's a bubble. Isn't or that possible? Or a lot of violins were destroyed between 1998 and now. How would they have been destroyed? Ch- 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 changes. The song by David Bowie. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know. I like just Volcano? a Volcano? Yeah, some sort of smash event. Yeah, a smash event. <laughs> Come on by. Louisville, Kentucky. First. Violin smash. Um, I was telling you about um, uh, a show that I enjoy that's different it's more one of the more produced sort of reality versions of this but it's called hollywood treasures right i highly recommend it Uh, i think the first season or two is on netflix streaming but it's a guy's um has a i think i may have talked about on the show but he has a a, uh i don't know what what would you call like a dealer antique dealership or something he holds auctions but uh, of old Hollywood um, antiques, so like things that props from movies mostly, or like posters from movies, and it's awesome because they they sort of go into the history of the film and and those things, and it's um, I, I like it. I think there's something interesting about uh, thinking. Of, I don't thinking about the life of an object. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, as opposed to just someone's lifespan you think how long an object sticks around what objects stick around yeah i don't know there's something sort of 
comforting about the fact that, I don't know, we'll all die, but they may not. Yeah, there is something nice about the fact that we'll all perish. We're going to die. We're going to. It's a given. We're going to bite it. Someday this might live on the internet. We'll be dead. And the, the microphones that we have, they might be in a dump somewhere. Isn't that kind of like a heartening thought? Yeah, that makes me feel really, <laughs> really good around. Like, my building almost burned down last week. That's crazy. And apparently they, like, ran down the halls and they were, like, knocking on doors and stuff. I was... I, I mean, you can see... Your I live bed in is right by the door. <laughs> so did they miss your door or you just... I don't know. They said they knocked on my door. All my neighbors were texting me because I, like, know a lot of my neighbors and, like, calling. I didn't wake up. And my my smoke alarm didn't go off, so it... Must have been okay. That's crazy, though. I know. I just slept through it. And the next morning, are you a deep like, sleeper all the time? No, wow. I would say usually not. Maybe somebody drugged you. That's the only thing. Maybe my cat. My cat was the only one home that night, so I feel like. Well, you were also there. Oh, you're saying I could have drugged me? Yeah. Yeah. If you had to collect something, you were forced. Besides Broadway musical cards. But besides for Broadway musical cards, let's say, theoretically, let's say I had a gun right now, uh, a, rev- a collector's edition revolver. Uh, from the Civil War? From the Civil War, but that's already loaded and it, it could quickly be, re- I could restuff it and I could shoot you twice if need be if you well, didn't is die. A, the fr- is it a revolver or is it like Well, I said revolver, but then you changed it to Civil War and but I don't they think revolver. Did yes, they? Absolutely. It's a revolver from the Civil War. Okay. I have a two-year head. Right against your temple. And I'm saying... But we're sitting like this? So you're like reaching over. I'm reaching over. It's a little uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. I have the gun f- uh, right up at your temple. <laughs> and I'm saying, you have to collect something. But you have to... You have to collect it. <laughs> <laughs> what would you collect? So you're, you've got a gun in my head. You're leaning over. It's weird. a revolver. Okay. And it's an old, and it's appraised at three to 5,000. And I know you're anxious because you're in an uncomfortable position. Yeah, it's just awkward. It's awful. It's an old gun. You probably don't want to shoot it. That will devalue it. Right, exactly. Because but you're saying you have to collect something, but you have to collect it. Yeah. You have to collect it. Yes. Well, you know, my grandmother collected dolls. Okay. Which I always thought was terrifying. That's, that's creepy. They were all over her house. I, she used to position me, like, to take pictures of the ones she thought I looked like. Ooh. So they're, like, pictures of me next to dolls. What is that? What is that? She had triplets when she was 23, and I think she became, like, weirdly obsessed with, it ha- like, babies and kids Ooh. and little girls. Two of them were identical twins. My mom's one of them. So I think it was like that. It was like something got, like, a little, like dislodged right yeah there has to be yeah i don't so i would not collect dolls i might collect like i kind of think like don't say might because there's a fucking gun at your head okay yeah and i have to collect you, something not only but, do, but you have to collect it <laughs> i think i would collect i would want to collect like no not you think there's a fu- there's a revolver <laughs> oh it's like i sort of want to no 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 <laughs> watches watches but like pocket watches pocket watches or like ladies ladies pocket watches or necklace watches necklace watches they're so pretty have you ever seen it no you like they're like lockets but you click them open and there's a 
pretty watches. Wow. And you don't have one? I had one at some point. Oh, no. I don't know where it is. You need to get yourself one. I'm not this, good the, with... the end of this exercise? No. no. The end of this exercise is, and this is for the audience too, you should be living life like there's a revolver <laughs> from the Civil War at your head. And you have to collect you it. You have to collect but... it, but you have to collect it. <laughs> what would you collect, Craig? I think. Like, let's say I had a really nice sword, mm-hmm. Revolutionary War. Okay. And I've got it right up in your solar plexus. Mm, you know what I mean? Here. And it's engraved. It's a really nice. It was presented post-war. So it was to uh, someone from not ta- used. Like it's, by the town. Mm-hmm. But it's very sharp. It will do the job. Mm-hmm. And you have to pick something that you want to have a bunch of. Great. But you have to have a lot of them if you decide to do it. Right. It would be Revolutionary War Swords. <laughs> that were held up against my solar plexus. <laughs> that's, ha- that's a sneaky way of getting out of danger. Because you're going to be like, collect. can I have this? Yeah. I'll give you $500. Would you? Is that what you'd really want to collect? No, I think I've started. I've had a record player for about 10 years. Oh, God. And, and I think it would be records. Okay. Is that negative? I thought you were going to say record players. No, that's a terrible idea. I was just that like, that's going to no clutter. <laughs> it's going to be the worst. It's just like big boxy things all over my apartment. No, records seems like a great thing to collect. Well, here's the thing. I like them. I'm not a huge music, but I like music. Everybody does. Everybody but there's does. something nice. And it's maybe something about the why you like the, the show is that it's you, you feel like there's something there. You're grounded into the real world. Yeah, there's a there's there a connection. There. There's yeah. a there there. Yeah. There's a tangible. You know, in this world of you Internet, know, swipe, twi- swipe, twi- Lee, Lee, Lee Kelso, Lee Kino on the Lee Twitter. Ke- Leslie. Yeah. Leslie. It's nice to have something that you can hug when you go to bed. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, material things. Like a record or a tiny lady's watch. Yeah, exactly. Wait, what happened to your tiny lady or the watch? It was from my, 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 before my grandma died, she gave me, one day I went to visit her and she gave me a, like a giant Ziploc bag of just jewelry, like tons mm. of jewelry. And it had her wedding ring in it, wow. and my mom's wedding ring, but also all this like really like crazy costume, costume jewelry. jewelry. And I think I just handed it over to my mom because mm. I don't give a shit about that stuff. Right. I was like, I don't know. I don't care. I'm a whatever. I don't I'm care. a so-and-so. I'm a what, what do you call it? Right. And so I gave my mom the bag. I think it, I, and I think my aunt, her twin sister took the rings. The watch is probably like in a crawl space somewhere. Oh. How does that make you feel? Um... Fine. Wait, do you collect anything? Do I collect? No, but I... Do you praise anything? Do I praise? I'll praise. Oh, do I upraise? I praise everything. Um, No, but I'm staying with... uh, While I'm here, I'm staying with a friend who collects stuff, guitars. And I would never... I don't play guitar, and I don't... That's not something that I'm drawn to. But the idea of collecting something... Has there's something I, I'm not passionate about many things, do you know what I mean? Like, I it would be nice to like, I mean, I w- like TV, you know, I watch it, and I like, I guess I like like my wife, but like, there's nothing I really like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, but there's nothing that like I 
I totally that, understand. You know what I mean? Like, I, there, but it, it's too, like the way that you're talking about the watches and the stuff, the bag of stuff. Like, there's nothing that I'm like, I need, I need, I need. You know? But I, I think that's like a. I, I do think there are things people, and there are non-things people. Right. Like, I think. And I, t- I, t- I tend to. Uh, this is not a developed theory, so don't expect a I'm, fucking developed it should be a bit of, theory. There's a musket at your head. Now. Oh God! What war? Eighteen twelve. Um, I just think you know. I think like like I've I really admire people who like dress well. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. or people who like especially girls. I think some girls are really good at mm-hmm. always having their nails done. And did like, their nails sorry. did? Yeah, I apologize. Um. And and I just think, I, but I feel like there's a certain orientation, and it's a stuff orientation. It's like a yeah. visual orientation, yeah. and I can appreciate it, but it's not how I'm wired. I same here. Like I would, they would be cool, but my like my uh, since I met my now wife Meryl, I, Meryl, I love you. You're the light of my life, Meryl. I love you. And um, but like my wardrobe, she's very stylish and she's she helped is me. Very but, stylish. And she's helped me get like good clothes. She gave me the shirt for my birthday. I like that shirt. But like my default is just whatever pants and a hooded sweatshirt and a t shirt. Like no matter what I have in the closet, if I'm, it, it'll, that's my given thing is I'm just going to go back to that. I would never, you know, like, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, I, when I get dressed in the morning, it's like, what is the most appropriate, least offensive? Exactly, like, it's just what's like comfortable. Like, what am I about the least? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Like, you know what? I've, I uh, I like a specific type of T-shirt, jerseys. I'm wearing one as an undershirt right now. Mm. Uh, they're just very comfortable. And but I've started to. I don't like wearing shirts with clever prints on it or um, things that people will ask me about. Because it's super annoying. Like I, I like these jerseys, so I'll look for them online, uh, like used ones, because I, they're just my favorite ones. And I bought one that was a University of Florida football, and then and I just thought it looked cool. And my brother happens to uh, be going there uh, now, but he doesn't care about football. I don't care about football. But I've been every time I wear it, people are like. You, 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 yeah, I like the other team like that. And I'm like, <laughs> or whatever they say. And I'm like, I'm just never going to wear this in public anymore. Yeah, I, just, I wonder. That's interesting. I wonder if like that sort of like orientation toward the physical. That's what we're talking about. Right. right? I wonder if that translates to loving sports because I also can't. I, I, there's some fundamental part of me that's like, I don't understand how you pick a team to like. Like there's different people every well, year. Well, what I've noticed is that's true. But, I just don't get. I don't get it. But my my see for me, like I'm a Mets fan, but I don't follow the Mets, and it's or I you know I guess I'm sort of fair weather. If they're doing well, I'll pay attention, but they're always terrible. But it's because my dad grew up in Brooklyn. He was a Dodgers fan when they left. He was a Mets fan, and because of that, I am. But I don't care. Like I you don't, don't really care. care right? I don't. But there's something in me that I'm like. I think it's more the family connection or something that's like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm supposed to be a Bills fan. Right. Like everyone I grew up with is a big Bills fan. And they were also good when you were a kid. They sort had, of. Yeah. They lost like five Super Bowls. Oh, yeah, yeah. They lo- that's the whole thing. Yeah. I don't care, though. I, I remember like watching Ghost Rider. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I it's remember a, Ghost Rider. That was a good show. That was a good show. But I think there's something, there is some familiarity there. Like there's a ping. But I watched, I walked by some recent weekend, some bar where there was like a Syracuse basketball game or something on. And all these dudes and it. dudettes were drunk like totally all up in syracuse gear 
And like, I was, there's nothing appealing about that to me. Um, I haven't heard anyone say dudette in a while. Yeah. I'm bringing it back. Okay. What do you think? I think it sounds stupid, but. I'm bringing back dudette, gnarly. Oh, yeah. And. Um, gnarly, I've heard more recently. Bodacious? Yeah. And. Um, and I think this word doesn't get tossed around often, but salad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I support you. Where did, do you, are you, do you, do you have any, is there anything where you're like, yeah, like <sighs> totally th- that thing. Like if they were like Syracuse, you're like, yeah. Or like, um, you know, like any affiliation where you're just like, hell yeah. I mean, I guess like where I'm from, like when we were looking through antiques roadshow, right, Rochester, yeah. like, oh, Rochester. Right. But, I, but if somebody, if somebody was like, went up to, was like Rochester sucks. What's up to my head? Um, a, a, a very nice model car, like a small one to 16 replica. Something blunt. Yeah. There's like almost nothing. Right. Like I I care about. If they were like Rochester sucks. You'd say. Yeah, I guess. Parts of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're right. Parts of it do. Yeah. So. All right. Who are you? Like, how are you? Yeah. Who are you? What's yeah. going on? What? No. And they just walk away. And I'm like, all right. Bye, man. Do that. It was a do that. I do that. Yeah. There's nothing. I guess I, uh, I sort of snapped at my boyfriend last night because he made some Sondheim joke. Which, and he didn't. He doesn't know Ooh, you're, you're big into musicals. I do love. I, like, really love musicals. I, I think I'm pretty passionate about, like, what kind of comedy I like. Right. Yeah. I'd say so, too. But, you know, I've, I've realized that I don't like, like, when people are like, you've never seen that movie? Yeah. I, that annoys me. So when somebody's like, if somebody was in comedy and they were like, I specifically don't like, you know, something like Mr. Show, I'd be like, you're you're just dumb. Like, you're wrong and you're an idiot. But if somebody was like, yeah, I'm not into it, like an average person, I'd be like, yeah, that's all right. But, you know. Yeah. It's a little thing. abstract. Yeah. Transitions are uncommon. Yeah. What about you? Is there anything you would, is there anything you'd get in a fight over? I feel like if somebody was like. You're a dirty Jew. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, oh well, you're. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll be. I'd be really upset. Have you ever experienced anything? <laughs> I experienced. I experienced in Carroll Gardens where we both used to. Or I, now I'm. That's where we we met on we the F train going back there. That's right. Because I approached you and said, "Hey, I really like your work on Herald Night." Yeah, I think, but I think I, we knew. Each, I think we recognized each other from so. around. Yeah, I don't think so. But uh, in Carroll Gardens, we were at this Japanese restaurant where we'd always go. Um, Osaka. Oh yeah. And this guy, it was totally empty and there were what seemed like a first date. And this guy was talking about somebody in his law firm that was a subhuman Jew. What? And it was so like totally like comic book, you know, like even to say the word subhuman seems like so antiquated and insane and crazy. And we just walked out like we could, they were close enough and I didn't approach him. Like I regret almost was like, should I like pour water on him? Yeah. But I was like, or holy, this guy, or holy, holy wine, water, holy wine, yeah. Manischewitz, but which I have a bunch. You of. do have a lot of, <laughs> but like, I was like, in my head, I was like, "This guy is so far gone yeah. and it's ridiculous." There's no, there's no. Re- this is just atrocious. I'm just have to leave. I just can't. But now, 
But no, besides for that, no. I think it's harder. I was just thinking about that. I was like, would I say something? We were just talking about birthright Israel. And right. Like my brother and I got in this big fight with a lecturer in right. Israel over the Palestinian cause. And it makes me think like they're – in some ways – it's easier to defend someone else than it is your own identity. Yeah, well, that like, yeah. Like if someone said, like my, one of my brothers is gay, if someone said something shitty about him, I could I could kill them. Right, like, right. I have that. I, that's easy to imagine. But I think the reason is like if somebody approached me, I feel like my innate initial thing would be to shrug it off and be like, I, I don't. I want to not. I want to just not even deal with this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but is that good? Like, are we? Uh, evolutionarily speaking are we subhuman because we're <laughs> we're not going to defend our own line you know what i mean like shouldn't shouldn't your own identity be the thing you defend first because you have that impulse I guess to we're push all subhuman that's my that's kind of my point yeah, I mean, you and i are both that jews maybe totally that guy's right. right that guy was totally right now that i think about it i had a friend no but in, i mean uh, but here's the other thing is like i just don't i would never want to engage like that is just so why right. even give it like credence? You know, it's like I had a friend in uh, in middle school and high school who I played French horn with, and but she was like, so you've played a brass instrument I told you before, that already. did you? Yeah, I played for nine years, and I played a little tuba. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I don't think you said that. I well, maybe I didn't. Anyway, she there were like then you should have been horns. much better when you played. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, I'm totally kidding. I'm, kid- I'm kidding. I'm, that was. A- I'm in graduate school. You see, you did just defend yourself. <laughs> You're a fucking dirty Jew. Yeah. Um, she, th- so this girl played French horn with us for a few years, and but she was like really kind of like on the periphery of you know she like called herself a freak and she kind of dressed gothy. Goth. And then one of our friends, our friend Mikey Frischman, Frisch, Frisch. He uh, also in Hebrew school. All of us were in Hebrew school together and played French horn together. So real cool. <laughs> I literally couldn't from all middle school. I ate lunch with a teacher because I couldn't like, no. yeah. And Mike Frischman and a couple other people. Cause I couldn't find like my, Aww. you know what I mean? But high school I did well, Great. but, uh, so Mike, Mikey Frischman gives this girl a duck ring, like a metal ring that had like a, a like a pronounced duck on the three top to $5. It. Something it's my like appraisal. that. He was just like, he had also written like a really nice poem about mm-hmm. her. He just thought she was like very like dark and interesting. Then, Someone calls, someone tells some Jewish joke around her. I don't even know. It was something about like gas chambers, right? Sounds funny. I think it probably was funny. Like I, oh, I really, really wish I remembered it right now. Right. Because like I'm trying to like work up a stand up thing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like shocking and funny and like interesting. And like, yeah. And now. I just feel like it's, yeah, it's very current. Whatever. I just, there's so many jokes I wish I remembered. Uh, and she beat the shit out of the person with the duck ring. Oh my god! To the extent that they were like horribly bloodied and injured, <gasps> and she had to be removed from school Whoa. and sent to like the school in the woods. I don't know what that was. The school in the woods. You quoted it. That's what it was actually called. That's what she called it. The school in the woods. And it was like four violent kids or whatever. Whoa. Yeah, but she was like the defender of the Jews. Like that was her. If anyone said anything bad about Jews, she was a real. It was a real hot button for her. Wow. And then she like married a girl with a kid. I don't know. Some shit went down after that. Whoa. What's the shit? <laughs> I don't really know. Yo, she married a girl with a kid. Shit went <laughs> down. Shit went It was mostly, down. I think it was most, that was most of the shit. Um, Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. I'm sorry. Remember how earlier I was like, I commit to helping like keep this about that episode. No. 
Listen, you said before we started, I told Jill, if we get away from Antiques Roadshow, I'll bring it back. And I, was I like, just brought it back. I think we should scrap this and talk about Roseanne. Um, Antiques Roadshow. How many people from this episode are dead now? Oh, Craig. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that some of the appraisers are still alive. They're oh, still okay. on the show. Not, so not just the people. I think I would say probably 50%. I'd say about 50%. How much would you say? I'd say about 50%. <laughs> They're old. So many of them were so old. And that's what I mean. Like, when do you ever see, unless it's like driving Miss Daisy or some shit, like, when do you ever see really old people on TV? Rarely. And if they are old, quote unquote, on TV shows, like they're always played by younger people. Yeah. And they're like, like done. Like up. 15 year olds. Yeah. What's the deal with like making teenagers play elderly people? That's fucked up. It just doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't, doesn't track. It doesn't yeah. Track. It doesn't track. That was the word I was looking for. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think probably a good percentage of them are dead. A good percentage, which is sad, but with medical technology, maybe they're alive, but they don't know it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's, that's very possible. That's very possible. Listen, very guys, dark. create a death plan. You know what I mean? Like, get it out there. What does that tell mean? your friends and family what you want? Oh, under what circumstances you would like to be kept alive? Mm. Decide now. Talk about it now. Get it over with. Get it done. Um, if you had to come up with a drinking game for this TV show, Antiques Roadshow, what were the moments you would drink? I think I would, if I was to come up with a game, I'd call it Craig's Podcast. Mm-hmm. And it would just be like, have your friend over for dinner. No, 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 no. If you had to come up with a drinking game, now what that means is, do you know what a drinking game is? I guess not. <laughs> when something happens, you dictate when you'll drink. So it's like every time this happens during the show, you drink. Oh, what so it's m- like every time. Every time, for instance, I would say for this show, every time you guess something correctly. Oh, okay. You drink, or like every time, an, like another person comes on. Mm, that would be no. Does that, does that That's make it a, a game? bad example? Mm-hmm. Every time someone says how much it might be worth. No. Every time. There's like a fat kid in the background. Yes, line. yes, that's a good <laughs> okay, one. Okay, okay. There are, every time, I'd say every time you're distracted by a dumpy person <laughs> in the background. That's pre- that happened pretty c- consistently. More slush than you know what have. it is. It's like in that show. First of all, it was sort of summertime. I feel like a lot of khaki shorts, a lot of khaki pants, khaki to, pants, or just white pants, to white pants that just blend into white sneakers. A lot of pleats. Yeah. A lot of things that sort of ballooned out unnecessarily. Yeah, why do you want that in your thighs? I like something hugging in. You know what I mean? Why do you want like a loose flap experience? What is this, Jankos? Hello. (laughs) I think also maybe it would be fun every time someone looks disappointed. Oh, with the amount? Yeah. Because a lot of those, actually this old one, I was surprised by how many like $800 values they put out. Yeah, and people would be like, "Oh, yeah, thank you, thank you I'm so glad I much." Drove out here today, totally worth it. How much do you think it costs for them to get into the road show? Twenty-five dollars. That's a guess that is That's not based on guess. anything, but I might have looked it up in the past. Um, oh, there was one item that we really did not like: the Pharaoh, the Pharaoh pin. 
it was, tell why don't you say it was, what, you, what you thought about it? It was uh, I don't know what it was. It was from the 1920s. It was a, a hairpin. A hairpin. It was made out of some material that was similar in texture to I would say something that I can't remember what it's called. Like poop and chalk. Yeah, it was like a chalky whatever, but it was like <laughs> one side was red, one was pale, very ugly. Very ugly, and then like green. And gaudy and gross. And it was just disgusting. It was disgusting, and it had some value. Like, that's what I was saying during the show, like, that jewelry, like, sort of creeps me out. That's, like, the perfect example of, like... If you had to wear some jewelry... Uh, uh cock ring. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask a question about cockring? I have, don't probably don't know the answer, but sure. Are they mostly functional or are they mostly decorative? F- what? That's my question. What's functional about it? Well, cockring. I think they like help oh, keep you hard. Oh, cockring. I was thinking of um, oh, like a, a piercing. piercing. I was thinking oh, of like a piercing. A, a penis ring. A, yeah, a penis. A ring. peering. A peering. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. I'd say. Is, well, a lot of it's got to be style. It's got to be, right? Yeah. Because there's a pill for that. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know a lot about it. and uh, But we're stuck in it and we got to... <laughs> we're in we it. Gotta, we got to focus like the on... Plane, it's like the plane's going down. You know what I mean? Too soon. I'm sorry. Too soon. I wasn't uh, referencing anything too in soon. particular. I'm sorry, Greg. Too soon. I know you watched that on TV. Too right? soon. I'm sorry. Too soon. Okay. Too soon. Okay. Now, if you had what what would people drink if they had a drink to this to this show? I think you'd have to drink something like I'm gonna say like tea and absinthe. Yeah, or something. just yeah. Something milky. Ooh, yeah, just something like rose tequila, maybe, or something. Just something very, or what is what would uh, what gr- would they drink? Yeah, like um, schnapps. Is that or yeah, like maybe um, something sweet and gross? Yeah, or like what we're drinking, which is like cheap white wine. Cheap white wine. <laughs> cheap white wine. Something I don't. Yeah, I think. What do you think people um, like? If you were going to invite people to a party, like how would you <laughs> spend? <laughs> Cat just jumped near me. Get get come away! Here, come here. Oh, Aww. I don't like it. <laughs> a little while ago, you were bragging about. Yeah, but it wasn't near me. <laughs> you said you're much less creeped out by cats. Yeah, but I mean, it was. Now it's near me. She's such a sweet cat. I, most people agree. I wouldn't. I mean, I would no. She's very well behaved. Very well behaved. But I, it just creeps me out. And I just showing say, some interest in you. Uh, the cat. Yeah. The Antiques Roadshow. Oh, what are you going to say? I'm just saying it's it's quaint and it's nice. And uh, I hope I you m- get out of this I'm- funk. <laughs> <laughs> should I, what should I do? Tell me what to do. Um, like if you were going to fix my life from the little you've observed tonight. I would say cardboard box gotta go there's a cart there's a big amazon cardboard box that's specifically for the cat to chill in and that's that's really the only thing are you sure yeah totally. go ahead no go ahead i could you know what i mean no there's I'm gonna be 32 you're you know gr- in the summer everything's great i need to get back on track no right? everything's great I've been living in this sunny, sunny wasteland for no. a long time. You know, you've still got a little New York. Oh, my God. You're, spirit. like, grabbing me by the shoulder and shaking <laughs> <Greg>. me. 
No, everything's great. I, I, it's the box. It's mostly, <laughs> it's mostly the box. Do you know box. you were like a couple minutes earlier than I thought you would be, or I would have hid it in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> there is actually, oh my God, there's actually another <laughs> another cardboard box in the closet that's just hers. What do you mean, just hers? This it's is just hers. This is also just hers. But like, I only take that cardboard box out when I go out of town because I know it like really comforts oh, her. Oh, it's like the special box. It's the special one. There's like a hole in the top that she likes. Um, Look, no, in but most other societies, I'd be a grandmother by now. You know what I mean? That's true. We'd both be dead. Yeah, but by people putting muskets to our brains. Yeah, or just like. Ear infections. I feel like I should have died a hundred deaths between ages three and six. What? Just ear infections. Really? Although I don't know if that's true. I guess people cleared infections before penicillin, right? Sure. I don't know. But it also seems like you would have died from like a toothache or like. Yeah, no, it's possible. Like so many things. We're lucky. And we, you are too at home. If you had to um, pass on another show that somebody should check out. Uh, or a piece of media that you've you've consumed recently that you want to pass on to the audio listeners of this podcast? Yeah, I'd say um, there's a great show called Antiques Toad Show, and uh-huh. it's, um, it's just old frogs. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, I really, I just watched The Americans. Oh yeah, you were saying that before. Americans. I want to check that out. It's great. I like. It's you know. I mean, it's. This is probably an unfair. She's gone, Craig. Craig's like <laughs> looking around, looking for my cat. Um, it, it's probably an unfair comparison to compare it to the Sopranos, but you know, you know, the Sopranos is like it's it's about this mob world, but it's really about a like a guy with mom issues, you know. Right. And I feel like the Americans is about this Soviet spy world, but it's also really about um, an arranged marriage. Oh, like that's sort of the guts. That's of the a, show. I'm in. I'm in. I have to, you're the second person to recommend it. And uh, I will check it out. I think you'll like it. I'm trying to figure out how to get the second season, which is coming out right now. Because you don't have uh, you use the your Roku. The Roku, yeah. They I bet you could. You, well, you you could buy it on Amazon through Roku. Can I? Probably. Here's the thing: everything you could watch on your computer, you have to also have a TV subscription for. Do you know what I mean? No. It doesn't make any sense. What are you saying? Like if you try to watch HBO Go, right? Mm. You have to already have No, HBO. but for Amazon, you can just, I think, buy a season of something probably. Yeah, but it just seems like a lot of things are like that. Like, they only want you to be able to use the redundancy. Like, the, the to be able to stream it as a redundancy to right, all, that's your true. cable subscription. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, I don't know if they're... Do you think they're listening? They are. I would love to be able to purchase it a la carte. We, here's the thing. Netflix, A to Z. HBO, a la carte. <laughs> FX... A la carte. Service. A la carte. Beep. A la carte. Just open it up. Um, what are you watching? What have you been watching? You've been, you've had some I just, time uh, 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 I recently just watched documentaries. I've been watching some, uh, documentaries. Uh, Curtis Gwynn, I watched recently with him, Luther, the first episode. I've watched the, the second and third episode of Luther. What do you think it's about enjoyable. it? It's enjoyable. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's good. Not great. Yeah. Um, and, um, I mean, I gotta say that Broad City is great. Ugh, I'm, I very, I'm not caught up. Very much enjoying it. Uh, 
very excited for them. Yeah, friends of friends of ours, and uh, it's really great. And uh, Chris Kelly wrote an episode that I watched recently. Who's uh, could you tell it was his? Actually, it's funny when I saw his name at the end. I was like, that. There was one scene that totally made sense. What there was, was one it? scene. It was. Um, I forget what the episode was called, but uh, Ilana is attracted to or has sex with a guy who's in an improv group. And they go to see an improv show. And the improv show scenes that he's in are the worst improv scenes ever. And it felt very Chris Kelly. Like the the scenes – I mean I I assume he wrote that – you know, the episode was his. I'm sure uh, people – other people pitched jokes and stuff on it. But it felt very Chris Kelly. He does have a discernible style. And he, and he, I think he, because we were both on a team, right? Yeah, or, or, weren't we? Weren't we? What on was it the, called? A mod team? Were you on? Yeah. What was it called, uh, though? 27 Kidneys? Oh, yeah. We were on a, a sketch For team. For years we Well, were, right? I was only on at the end. But I feel like he is very good at doing bad, funny, like... Um, yes. P- like p- picking out bad funny and like normal people trying to be funny there's something that yes. like he i think he's in on and that was very um it was just felt rang very true and and was really funny yeah we did i think it was the maybe the first show we did he wrote us he wrote just like an open to the the sketch show that was just oh the like, the the his you, family his family yeah we did a, a spank with a trial show that he wrote and it was um his family telling it, we were his family telling him what to put in the sketch show. Yeah, that's that's exactly what you're talking about, right? Yeah, like that. people pitching him, like people in the just Midwest bad ideas. Just pitching him the worst ideas and being like, "When are you going to be on SNL? Yeah, well, just be on SNL now." Ironically, ironically, <laughs> or not, not so much. Yeah, he he writes for that appropriately. He writes for that, but yeah, but that whole thing. That's and, funny. And he, uh, I saw his one man show recently uh, in L.A. And he opened it also by doing a bit that his, like, uncle or cousin uh, suggested he open a show with. And, yeah, but there's – there so that was very him. But, but yeah. isn't that what – like, I mean, isn't that sort of the appeal of Antiques Roadshow as well? Like, Slice of life. Slice of life and just, like, uh, earnest attempts at comedy or at being, like, cheerful. Like, yeah, just – So um, I would love – Uncynical. Yeah, it's uncynical. It's just – Yeah. Let's do it. You want to do it? Yeah, we're going to be uncynical. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Jill, for uh, having me over, keeping the cat away from me for most of the time, <laughs> and introducing me to Antiques Roadshow. Um, I can promise you, sometime in my life, I will watch it again. Craig, that means the world to me. And I should be an appraiser. Honestly, you should. You have, or you should be out at Antiques places looking for i feel like if there was a lot of stuff in front of me i wouldn't be able to because i know on this show that they're they've got to be worth something i don't know um it's been a pleasure thank you for have for me having me um do you want to plug anything or no great we'll see you next time (laughs) thanks so much jill bye craig Thank you to Jill Donnelly for uh, a very nice dinner and a very, very nice podcast. Uh, And thank you, the listener, uh, James Earl Jones, for listening. Um, I know you're listening, and uh, thank you. And to the other listeners, um, I guess also thank you. Uh, If you're a fan of the podcast, check out the backlog. Plenty of episodes. Uh, Leave a review on iTunes. It can't hurt. 
Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Craig Rowan or uh, at It's That Episode. And uh, what's one more thing you should do? Just um, go get him. Go get him, Tiger. Is that... That's from something. Is that Spider-Man? Or with great challenge comes great pop-atunity. Said by Toby Maguire in the Cider House Rules. Uh, thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Have a great night and an early manana. Adios, amigos. <laughs>